Episode 36. I started off, as I often do, wondering what this week's podcast would cover, and I got hung up on the number itself. 36. 36. There might be something to that. I've done number-related shows before. The 34 Servicemen, the 9 Messages, the 5 Senses of 9-11. But 36 has got a lot going for it. Visually, it's pretty. The brain sees it and digs it. Double the first digit, and you create the second. Three plus three is six, and there it is. Three, six, thirty-six. This works, too, with twelve, twenty-four, forty-eight, but thirty-six is sexy. It's curvy. And I dug around a bit, and it shouldn't surprise you to know thirty-six is one entertaining son of a gun. Here, then are 36 things about 36. The Torah commands 36 times to love, respect, and protect the stranger. I find this heartening. In Maori creation legend, 36 gods took active part in assembling the various parts of the first human being before the god Tani breathed life into her. According to Wikipedia, the 36 dramatic situations are considered a useful conceptual aid in theater. I feel like I should have heard about this sooner. Georges Polti came up with it. It's rather dense stuff, but I'm going to investigate it further and number 36 pertains to the loss of loved ones. I'm ahead of the curve already. In French-speaking countries, 36 is often used as a placeholder number. As an example, I am told, if one says in English, I told you a thousand times, in French, you might say, je te l'ai dit 36 fois. Growing up in Quebec, I never heard this. I also never heard, you know, we're so glad you're here. But let's move on. 36 is the retired number of baseball player Gaylord Perry of the San Francisco Giants. I just wanted to use the word Gaylord in a non-pejorative sense. 36-24-36 has, at least since the 1960s, been considered an ideal measurement in inches of the bust, waist, and hips of the female form, referenced in countless TV shows and movies, and in such disparate songs as ACDC's Dirty Deeds Done Dirt Cheap and the Commodore's Brick House. 36 is the perfect score on the ACT. That's an alternative to the SAT, and I never took either, so what the hell. In oil field terminology, a 36 is a pipe wrench 36 inches long. What about years containing 36? 
In the year 36, Pontius Pilate was recalled to Rome after putting down a Samaritan uprising. That'll teach him. Also the same year, it's the latest possible date of the death of Jesus. And just how fluid historians can be with things like that suggests to me that putting too much stock or looking for significance in things like years based on, in our case, the New Testament is supremely silly. I'm not saying there's significance in the number 36 as it applies to any given year. You could pick any number out of a hat and do the research and come up with a list like this. But if you've hung in this long, you deserve to be taken to the other side and with style. In the year 136, the Roman province of Judea, plus Galilee, became Syria-Palestina, the first use of the name Palestine as a designation for Judea. In 236, Pope Fabian sent seven missionaries to Gaul to evangelize in the large cities. If you think of France as a Catholic country, the process probably started here. In 336 came the death of Rescuperus V, King of Bosporus, all of which sounds like it was created by the writers of Star Trek The Next Generation. In 436, Roman general Flavius Aetius, putting an end to Burgundian raids in Gaul, called in mercenaries under Attila the Hun, who killed some 20,000 Burgundians. In 536, an extensive veil of dust in the atmosphere caused extreme weather events in the Northern Hemisphere, resulting in unseasonable weather and crop failure worldwide. See, doesn't that put all this global warming news into some comforting perspective? I mean, we're still screwed, but we can't end up any deader than Pope Agatopus I. Agatopus I. He died in 536. Oh, never mind. In 636, the Muslim Arab army defeated the Persian forces at Al-Qaedisiyah. I just think that's interesting because a lot of people think Iranians and Arabs, both generally Muslim, are the same, and ho ho ho, they are not. In 736, the first instance of hop cultivation was documented in the Hallertau region of present-day Germany. This reminds me I am thirsty, but I'm only halfway there. In 836, Egbert of Wessex was defeated by the Danes. This will, of course, lead to some exciting times for Ivar the Boneless, but I don't have to tell you that. In 936, Ethelstan set the border between the Kingdom of England and Cornwall as the east bank of the River Tamar. Well, that seems sensible. I like those corns. I think they'll make out very nicely. In 1036, the region of Cornwall was annexed by England, ending its historic independence. Right, well, screw those guys. In 1136, the people of Novgorod rebelled against the hereditary Prince Vesevolod of Poskov and deposed him. Many shuvs and zools knew what it was to be roasted in the depths of the slore that day, I can tell you. In 1236, a drought caused the harvest to fail and caused one of the major famines of the 13th century in Europe. There's no joke here. You're a monster. In 1336, in what is now Lithuania, 4,000 defenders of the castle at Pilene committed mass suicide rather than be taken captive by the Teutonic Knights. If you think the 14th century was hard on Lithuania, wait till you see what happens in the 1940s. No, I'll let it be a surprise. In 1436, Johannes Gutenberg began work on the printing press. 
waste of time. In 1536, the Dutch humanist Erasmus died. In 1636, Harvard was established as the first college in North America. In 1736, Ben Franklin built the first volunteer fire company in Philadelphia. In 1738, he built the first Dalmatian, little known fact. In 1836, forces under General Santa Anna were defeated at San Jacinto, Texas, making it nearly impossible for me to find decent Mexican in Toronto. In the 1936 Summer Olympics, yada yada yada, Jesse Owens, but listen, the United States men's basketball team won the first Olympic basketball tournament in the final game over Canada, 19-8. I see that low score today and I have to surmise that there were only white men on those teams. Is that racist? I don't think it's racist. Number 30. Hey, while we're in 1936, Hitler made it mandatory that boys 10 to 18 years old join the Hitler Youth. Coincidentally, a half century later, I wanted to join Sonic Youth. I had a better chance with the former. In 1936, the CBC began radio broadcasts in Canada. Five million people died in the West China Famine let me put that into perspective, that's about half the population of Canada at that time. The Phantom, the first superhero to wear a skin-tight costume and mask, first appeared in U.S. newspapers. And in 1936, the longest NHL game of the 20th century was played on March 26th. The Montreal Maroons and Detroit Red Wings went scoreless until the sixth overtime when Mud Brunetto scored to end it at 2.25 in the morning. England's King Edward VIII, in a display of great romantic devotion or idiocy, depending on your point of view, abdicated the throne. And here we are, number 36 at last. Both my parents were born. Which may be the reason, after all that, the number 36 has such significance to me. Numbers are how we assign meaning to abstraction and have become great tools to humankind. But a tool is only useful up to the limits of the person who wields it. And in this case, you know, well, that's me. Give me some numbers and I won't solve anything, really. Won't build anything of substance. I can be relied on to go down a rabbit hole of trivia and self-absorption and some of that may actually prove amusing enough. But let's face it, I am thrilled there are engineers and scientists in the world to do the math thing for the rest of us. And chances are they're pretty okay with not getting up on stage themselves. Pretty much, episode 36, 36 on 36, written and read by Scott Clarkson. Music featured Nick Lowe's 36 Inches High and Garner Firebird. Mm -hmm.